0: It's not you. I'm not talking about you. It's the other person. Okay. Man, it's so hard when you're preaching and you can tell the brother and the sister is sleeping. Oh, God, this is really boring. Am I that boring? Okay. Okay. Let's say it. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the Lord. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. May you never ever turn away from His Word. In Jesus' name, please be seated. We're talking about the signs of the end of times. The signs of the end of times. I know that this is a message that is not preached much. Never said it last Sunday. Uh, It's like we are very focused. It's almost sometimes I feel like we are in a defensive mode. It's how we can fight and survive and succeed and all of that. And it's all about the earth. But that's important. We have to live. You, you have to take care of your children you have to take care of your wife you have to take care of your home you have to live where well. you have to be the light of the world they have to see god blessing you they have to see god's goodness in your life so that they can honor god and come to him that's very important but we are not in a survival mode we have a better place to go we are preparing to go to that better place that's more important you see, Abraham, Isaac, they knew the earth was not, this was not their home. They knew that. They were just going through. They knew that. They didn't con- you know, God gave them promise, but they didn't get everything here. They knew they were going home. You, once you become a Christian, it's like you are leaving Egypt and you are going to the promised land. We are in the wilderness now going home to our promised land. God makes it good in the wilderness where he provides everything for you, man, and everything that you need right here in the wilderness so you are comfortable. He provides the the clouds to keep you cool, the the pillar of fire to give you light so you are okay while you are going through the wilderness. And he blesses you with everything going through the wilderness. But really, you are going to the promised land, which is heaven. And Jesus was very clear last Sunday we started. He says... In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I said last Sunday, basically, the mansions were already there. He's decorating our mansions for 2,000 years. I can't wait to see what it looks like. I mean, you will spend a thousand years looking in your mansion and say, wow, 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 for a thousand years, you're still shocked by what he's placed there. It's a beautiful place. You never want to miss it for what's going on here. Don't give your life to what's going on here. Stay with God. Because not everybody that goes to church is going to make it. We have to realize that. And the good thing is when you serve God properly, He blesses you. But when you write the fence, things get difficult. Because you are on this side and on the other side. It doesn't work that way. So we need to be aware that the end is coming very soon. And Jesus warned us about this. He talks about this so strongly for us. And Paul also. They warned about this time. Jesus is coming back again. Paul wrote in First Thessalonians chapter 5. He basically says, concerning Jesus coming back, I don't need to write to you about this. And paraphrase it. I don't need to write to you about it. Because you as a Christian, you know that he is going to come as a thief in the night. When no one is expecting him to come. And it can be any day from now. It can be any time from now. It says, you guys, you know about this. I don't need to tell you about this. It says, when the wo- people of the world are saying peace and safety, everything is, is okay, we're doing okay. The economy is fine, we're doing well. And they're marrying and giving in marriage. then suddenly, he comes. Just as a thief in the night, sudden destruction, he says. Like birth pains coming on a woman... A pregnant woman, he says, that's going to happen. But he says, you, for you as a Christian, you are in the light. Don't be asleep in the light. Stay awake in the light. Walk while it is day. The night comes when no one can work. This is when to gather what you are going to enjoy when you get back up in heaven. Because you are going to be rewarded for what you did here for Christ on earth. Every thing that you did that was not for Christ, you don't get any reward for it when you get up there. I want to have a good mansion when I get there. And God, please place my wife's mansion next to mine. So I got two. You are free to ask whatever you want from your father. But that's me, okay? You're free to ask, and he says, whatever you ask, he give to you, right? He give to you, but don't let that go. Jesus told us uh, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 24. He told us, I believe he's too invested yet. He says it's going to be just like any other ordinary day, like us, like today, just like this day. Like it was in the days of Noah. They were eating and drinking. Normal day. Marrying and giving in marriage. The daddy walked up. That's what they were doing. And then all of a sudden the flood came and they were all gone. Except for those who were prepared. You see, Noah prepared for a hundred years. To be saved from the flood. Every single day, I'm sure, those guys were coming out and saying, what are you doing? And he says, God's going to send rain. And they say, what is rain? Because there had never been any rain. Nothing like that. And he said, he lost his mind. But he was building, preparing for the salvation of his soul. You see, Jesus is the Noah's Ark. If you don't get in that ark and stay in that ark, you will drown and be consumed with the world. It's so important. This is part of Christianity. Not all the good things we can get from God and God wants to give us good things is very important, but we need to stay faithful to Him. It's very important. We stay faithful to Him and serve Him. We live for Him. You were bought with a price. If you are a Christian, the Bible says you are not your own. We live like we belong to ourselves. But you have been bought according to scriptures with a price. You can't just live the way you like. You got to serve your master and give him your devotion. And make sure he's happy with your service in the house. So he can promote you in his house and give you gifts for your good service. It's very important that we serve him. What are the signs of His coming? How will this happen? How will this happen when Jesus comes? I like this story here. Jesus told us in Matthew 24, beginning from verse 40, He says, two men will be in the field. One will be taken, and the other one is going to be left. And two women will be at the grinding mill. One is taken, and the other one left. And so Jesus said we need to watch because you don't know when he's coming. That means if you're not looking for him when he comes, you won't find him. You have to be looking for him. We've forgotten. Christians have forgotten. We're talking about every other thing. We're not looking for Him anymore. And so because we don't have that in focus, we don't realize that God's calling us to holiness. We have to live a life that's pleasing to Him. You can't just do crazy stuff. Live with your girlfriend. You're not married. What if Jesus comes while you are living with your girlfriend? So eternity for living with your girlfriend... You go to hell forever? Because you're not looking. It's very important. We know we have to live a life that's pleasing to him. It's more than going to church. It's more than going to church. I've got to live for Christ. I remember when I was coming to the United States from Africa, I was thinking, this was long ago. Okay? And please don't try to figure out how old I was. But but I came in with I was I was I was in dread. I was in dread. My pastor was in dread also. You know what they were talking about? I hope he stays in the Lord. They later, they later told me, my pastor, he's in California now, he's a bishop, he said, good luck, we were very afraid for you. I was scared. I, because people fall away from him. And you know what the Bible says? In 2nd Thessalonians it tells us there, it says, except there be a falling away first. Jesus not coming back. Falling away from what? From the faith. So I said, God, I don't want to be that. Please don't let me fall away. I will stay whatever it takes. I don't pray because I want you to think I'm spiritual. I pray because I want to make it. I pray because I got to survive in Him. People are not serious with their faith anymore. It took, The life of God, you can't treat it that way, like it's no big deal. No, that was the blood of God. Read Acts chapter 20. It was the blood of God. God gave His blood, His life to have you. You can't treat it like it's just something to do. I was in dread when I came to the United States. I thought, God please. Because I've heard about some people that were stronger than I was, and they came to the U.S. and fell, and came back using a lot of four-letter words. (laughs) And the brothers they told me, "Uh, "Brother, good luck." We we are really worried because uh, you see, uh, those guys are stronger. You are not that strong, we know. (laughs) That was comforting to hear them say that. And I kept thinking, is there a monkey? Uh, uh, a backsliding monkey that lives in the United States that jumps on their back and causes them, and God, please, don't let that monkey jump on my back. I was praying fast. So when I came, I made up my mind, God, please, give me a strategy uh, uh, to survive. I don't want to be left. I don't want Jesus to come, and I'm left behind. Two in the field. You know what that means? Field, your workplace. You got two guys working and one disappears. And you find his clothes on the, on the floor and you're thinking, what happened here? And then there's another one over there. And you say, these guys, these guys that talk Christian stuff, they're gone. What happened? When you come to church that time, because this church will still be here. Too late. Too late. It's just too late. Because when they go, the Holy Spirit goes with them. And without the Holy Spirit, you can't be saved. You still have your mind, you can think. And God will let you think about all that's coming to you because you didn't live right for Him. I developed a strategy. I'd like to go back to my story, okay? Every, I said, everything that moved, I will witness to it. So I came, I came, you know, the first day I arrived, I met some of my countrymen. They got to me and said, uh, Brother uh, Good, no, not Brother Good, good luck. It's a wonderful place. Have you been to the United States? This is a wonderful place. And yes, it was a wonderful place. Things that i do not seen, beautiful plains. And this guy said to me, tonight there's going to be a party. I'm telling you, a great party. I'm telling you, a disco-type party. It's it's wonderful. A lot of girls, I mean, will will drink and get drunk. And I said to the guy, I haven't tasted beer in the last three years. Not a drop. What? I said, yeah. I don't do that stuff anymore. I don't do that stuff anymore. I gave my life to Christ. And I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I started talking to him. While I was talking to him, uh, another friend of his came in and said, Hey, you just got here? I said, Yeah. Oh, there's going to be a party tonight. and It's going to be great. And the other guy that I shared with, uh, I told that, you know, I don't do that stuff. He was going, Stop. (laughs) Cut it out. Don't talk to him that way. Uh, uh, Yeah. Don't talk to him that way. Cut it out. Leave it alone. And before long on campus, they were telling everybody, don't you ever invite that fellow. <laughs> he is heavenly minded and no earthly good. And I love that title. Okay. It was, you got to live for him. You got to live for him. Because we are coming very close to the end. How do we know that we are so close to the end? See, God has kept me till death from, from that time. 1980, till this very day, he kept me. How do you know the end is coming? How do you know the end is near? If you're trying to look for signs of the end, how to know that we are coming to an end, don't look too far. Look to Israel and what's going on in the church. That's how we're to look. What's going on with Israel? And what's happening in the church? That's what you, how you get to know. Because the Bible says there will be a falling away from the faith. First, before the end comes. That's how you know. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. It says, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money let me tell you this when it's, this is prophecy okay the way i've uh, approached christianity i read things like that and i tell god please don't let that scripture be fulfilled in my life because i know me i don't have the strength i need you jesus you've told me without without you i can do nothing and i don't know how to navigate around those things that you have prophesied but please don't allow that to be fulfilled in my life But guess what? Many have the scriptures fulfilled in their lives. They love their own lives, lovers of themselves, more than they love God. And when you find yourself in that, Satan won't let you know you've missed the road. Notice it says, lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Meaning they know God, they just don't care. I don't want to be that way. I want to serve God. And may you serve God in Jesus' name. May God give you the grace, multiplied grace to serve Him. We need that. If you don't have a heart for God, that's a dangerous place to be. God knows it and He talks about it. You harden your heart. You have a hard heart. There's nothing anyone can do. Just wait until the last day and see how terrible this thing that's happened to you is. And that's our job, is to let you know that ask God to help. If you don't have a hunger for God, cry out to Him for the hunger. He'll give it to you. Don't just sit there and waste your life. Anybody can die anytime. You can step out and something happens and then it's over. You want to wait? Make that decision right now because we don't know when He'll come. But even if it tarries, something can happen, God forbid. And you go from this world into the other world, how are you going to handle seeing his face? How are you going to handle seeing his face? How are you going to even approach him? When you already know it, he died for me and I rejected him. What would you do? You know what it is when you've done something wrong and you know the person knows you've done something wrong against them and you have to meet, meet them face to face. How tension builds in your heart, right? And you, you sweat when you have to walk in. This is going to be more than that. You walk into the... You got nobody on your side. Nobody on your side. And you have to approach, approach Him. This is what Christianity is all about. It's not to terrify people, but it's to say for those that name the name of Jesus, we need to live right. And do what is right. That's what Jesus meant when he said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Because you don't know when. This is serious business. It's not about having a church, a big church, a small church. We want to go to heaven. Because it's a beautiful place that God has made for us. He says, lovers of money, boasters. Proud. I've seen that. Even Christians, you can't talk to them about anything. They know it all. I mean, it's frightening. You have a guy, he's never pastored a church, but he wants to teach you how to pastor a church. And you can't tell him anything. I say, "I would like to change my coat so you can have it. And so you discover how great you can display. It's not that the way you think. But that's the kind of thing that you've seen. Proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents. These are the signs of the time. Your parents say something, you won't listen to your parents. This scripture has been fulfilled in your life. And I don't want to be that way. Children, listen to your parents and don't allow this scripture to be fulfilled in your life. Because these scriptures are going to be fulfilled. And it's happening. All over. Unthankful. Unholy. You know, please don't get it. Don't take it wrong. I always like to take those that live in the United States. Let me take you to somewhere uh, in Ouagadougou. When you come back, you will be thankful. Okay? (laughs) Okay? You'll be very thankful. No complaint. You know, the Bible talks about serving God with a joyful heart. With gladness and a joyful heart. And God says, because you don't serve me with a joyful heart and with gladness, you got curses upon your life. God wants us to be joyful because we know Him. And God has placed you in the land, literally, that's flowing with milk and honey. You didn't ask to be born here. God favored you. Thank Him for it. Be thankful. All those craziness, going out there, fighting the division, signs of the time. We are coming close to the end. That's what it is. They are brutal. Without self-control. Brutal. Slanderers. These things are happening today. Traders, headstrong, Hurry. We find this in the church. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God is crazy. You know, it slowly is creeping in. I, I've been here for a while. We allow it. We tolerate it. We gotta let it go. You know, there was a time when pastors and churches. Uh, they compete. Uh, they they compete. Uh, competed with um, Super Bowl. You know Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> the pastor said we're gonna have service in the night. <laughs> the member said you will be there with your wife alone. <laughs> we watching Super Bowl. at <laughs> like Yeah. Finally, the pastors had to give up. Right? <laughs> because they can't compete with Super Bowl. It's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But again, what's really going on here? Are you thinking, the, getting to know the science of the times? Sure, there's nothing wrong with Super Bowl. But the church is giving up. We don't do that here. <laughs> That's just the way it is. But these things are in my head. I think about them. Because you give in a little bit, and you give in a little bit, if you're not, if you're gonna, uh, you know, kill, I mean, boil a, a frog, you place that frog in the hot water, or something. Guess what? The frog gets out of it. And so, sitting, if you want to kill a frog or boil a frog, when it's still cool, put it in there and slowly raise the temperature. Right? They are slowly raising the temperature on us, and we're saying nothing. And the world is coming against the church today. Now we have gay marriage. That's one of the things that we need to realize. That this is the end of the time. The altar is the altar of God. The pulpit, the altar right here. That's the altar of God. He's supposed to be holy, right? Because what's happening today? Lesbians are standing behind the altar. To minister to saints of God. Homosexuals are now standing behind. And pastors are demonstrating for transgender individuals. Pastors. Pastors. Denominations that you will never think about. The Lutheran church from Luther. now They've turned around. Signs of the end of time. They are not ashamed. They are proud of it. And if you don't join them, you're cruel and wicked. The Bible tells us they will call evil good and good evil. We are about the end. It's really close. I'm going to close with this. It's it's been years that I've been thinking about this. You know, the Jews now have control... Over that region. Including Jerusalem. I asked a Jewish friend of mine. In, uh, while I was in college. Uh, he came from Israel. His name was Abraham Levi. <laughs> and uh, he told me I'm a Levite. And I, I tried to witness. I couldn't help myself. I wanted to win a Jew to Christ. <laughs> and so I wouldn't let him rest. I kept going after him. And. And. Uh, one day I asked, but he loved me and I really loved him, both of us. He, told, he, says, he says, I'm a Levite. And so I tried to get things from him. Uh, one day I did show him Isaiah 53 and that really troubled him. He troubled him for weeks. You know I'm telling you? Because I, I, I just showed him, I said, explain this to me. He stumbled, he didn't know what to say. And then I thought he forgot about it. He said, I'm good luck, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's Israel. I said, he said, he, Israel, is she, that's a country. So he went to his rabbi weeks after. I said, I have an answer for you. And he gave me, he says, the rabbi says, it's Israel. I said, you mean Israel died for the sins of the world? What are you talking about? Israel bore our infirmities and kids. He said, good luck, I don't know. That's what the rabbi said. <laughs> the rabbi said that. I said, your rabbi is wrong. But I asked him one day, I said, how is it that you guys are allowing the mosque? over there where the temple used to be he said good luck we have a law and the law prevents us from doing it we can't pull it down i said why do you have it says well that's that's what is there he said but if they broke it down if something happens and and that goes the jew will die first that's when they are going to build the temple you know what that is they already have the place and i've heard that they are raising money already for their tap- for their temple When you see them and they are fighting to get that place back. They are already there. Once they start building that temple. That's the temple that Jesus is going to come into when he comes back. Okay. They have the place already. They are raising the money already. To build the temple. We are very close to the end. Very close. I'm telling you if I hear that Israel have pulled down... You remember when Saddam used to send squad missile, you know, to Israel? I was praying, please hit the mosque. (laughs) Okay. You're laughing, but I wasn't kidding. I wanted that mosque to go. (laughs) Put the tape out. Because once that mosque goes, the Jew, the the Israel will never allow another mosque. It will never happen. They won't let it be. They have their place to build. Amen. We are at the very end, brothers and sisters. It's time to draw close to God. Jesus said to watch and pray. If you are a Christian and you don't have a time for prayer, watch what's going on. Maybe Satan is getting his hand in his life, something his hand into your life or something. Jesus said, Satan comes. But He has nothing in me. Remember that? Well, if you can't do these things, maybe He has something in you. And we don't want that. Amen? I'm going to close with this this morning. It's past time. I pray that God will let this message well up in your heart. It's not about church going. It's about serving Him. And I'm serious. I don't want to serve God for many years. and miss it. I know there are people that say, once you get saved, you can do whatever you like. Smoke dope and do whatever you like and you're going to heaven. We'll find out when we get there. We'll find out. We'll find out. I don't want to get there and find out. Okay? I want to be sure I'm going in. Can you say amen with me? Is everybody in agreement with me? I want to be there. I want to have a great entrance. Not being afraid to see the master. Amen? that's your desire amen stand up with me today we are going to make a commitment to him you know when God gives you revelation he tells you basically what should you do this is where I approach it when I see something negative I tell God please don't allow that to be part of my life let me tell you this every prayer is answered every prayer is answered. If you pray amiss, there is another God who wants to answer your prayer. It's called Satan. But if you pray according to the word, God answers. And Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, the door will be open to you. And then he added, Everyone who asks, receives everyone who asks receives everyone who asks receive. what do you want from God this morning what's important to you this morning first thing seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness all these things will be added to you but you have other things that are important that are present talk to him this morning and I believe he will answer But put him first. Amen? Put him first. All heads bowed this morning. If you're here and you haven't made a total commitment to Christ, and you want to make that commitment today, you're saying, God, no more games. I just want to serve you. I want to be with you when the end comes. If that's you at the count of three, please put your hand quickly. Put your hand up quickly and put it down. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Let me see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you, Lord. Can we all pray together as we welcome God into our life? So important. Don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss that day. And if I have that kind of heart, God blesses me. Amen. Things are well for me here on earth. Because I'm seeking God first. Say with me. Heavenly Father. Thank you. For giving your son. Jesus Christ. To us. To die. For our sins. Lord Jesus. I receive him. Jesus of Nazareth. The creator of heaven and earth. Into my life right now, to be my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, take full control of my life. I give it to you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together. Give Him a clap.